0: The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm Jack Newman. I'm Trevor Flynn.
1: I'm Sarah Becker.
0: And I'm Ben Howarth. Welcome to the gang. We're going to be looking at the Monsters University this week. Uh, we've, we've put aside a couple of uh, traditionally we do a couple of episodes where we like to look at some older movies that we kind of all have an obsession with uh, Monsters University comes up a lot as, uh, as you'll know from uh, it's the spinoff to uh, well I guess spinoff prequel, more, prequel to uh, Monsters Inc which follows again what would happen if Monsters were just everyday working stiffs uh, this movie instead went a different route and decided to make Animal House for Kids um, but Hi. it has one of the most compelling points um, and that it it tends it, it puts together the idea of not being adequate in the thing that you really really want to do, and as a child as a kid's movie it's it's really um, it's really interesting in that, and I think that it's something that comes up in enough of our conversations that we eventually had to get around to talking about mm-hmm. this. Um, what do you guys think of this movie? Uh, well, I, guess I... So, oh, so you go, go ahead, <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I guess I'll start in that I no, but, I've, yeah, I've referenced baby. it probably a lot. The most, uh, as one of those films that just did surprise me at the end. Rewatching it, I actually enjoyed it more than I did the first time, which is kind of interesting. I still don't overall think it's perfect uh, in any stretch of the word, but I do think it's an interesting example of a film that maybe just hits you at a yeah. right time. And I wonder how this film would change if you were, say, 15 or you're 35. You know, like maybe it's just that as a 25 year old, this is exactly the kind of message I feel like you should get and I feel like it's particularly what I think is impressive is that it has one of the best movies messages for a college movie like for how many well I think Animal House or other you know kind of college comedies are way more interesting than this one um it actually has a better theme than all those movies in terms of Kind of something you should learn in college. I
0: mean, Ben. Animal House's theme is uh, it's good to be a peeping tom. So <laughs> no, mean, yeah. no, that's the theme. We're not it's really maybe comparing not it. I mean, I. I mean, this is the issue. This is like the like, like the Van Wilder comedy, like college, like road trip, and all this stuff. They typically like about like mature. Weird. A bit. Like they tend to exactly this. This movie usually like when Pixar will like go after a movie and like does like the Monsters Inc. thing. It's at least um, parroting something that children should have seen or could know about like there's no way a good parent will have let them watch all the movies that this movie is referencing which is kind of interesting it's, it's one of the first times that pixar's gone entirely outside and pulled in like you know references for adults that just kids can't possibly get it feels like a Maybe weird uh,
2: experiment like can you make a uh comedy out of something that's known for mostly making jokes about uh nudity sex drugs yeah. drinking partying Things you can't put in this movie at all
0: yeah I think to their credit there's never like a sexy looking monster anywhere no, like no I was like there's like there's like i mean there's like there's like vague allusions to like esque monsters and they have the allusions to like the sorority monsters, but they never like have like you know I, I i when I first saw this movie, I was like, oh they're gonna make a joke about his big eye and like him eyeballing somebody and I was <laughs> like and, it did, and when it didn't happen, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> My, I, mean, well, I mean, maybe Pixar. it's just one of those things. It's No, I agree. And I think that's the thing is, like, for whatever reason, the premise set my expectations so low on the first viewing that it, like, hit me like a, hit me like a freight truck. I want to talk when about it that, when it gets those the- low expectations. I, um, you know, I caught this on
3: TV maybe uh, a year ago before we started talking about it, and I just recently rewatched it. I didn't bother to see it in theaters, you know, whenever the trailer for this one came out. I never thought Monsters, Inc. was one of the stronger Pixar installments in the first place. And this was during the era where Cars 2 was coming out, and they were starting to get all those sequels. So I just kind of rolled my eyes and never even bothered to to see this until recently, and it was kind of a pleasant surprise.
0: Well, why would anyone blame you? Because it is, it was largely. I mean, I don't. I think it was more successful than maybe Cars 2, but uh, well, actually, probably not, because Cars 2 is I'll like a big Office money roller for them. So. I don't. I, I don't care. It wasn't successful in my mind, and that's the world <laughs> I live in. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, that was that was literally my subconscious well, telling me it was not successful. The well, thing
2: about <laughs> it is, it's this weird middle child because, like, I think people would remember Cars two more for being like the one that got the worst reviews of a Pixar movie, right? And people right. remember I, knows about Good that. Dinosaur for being the first true flop they ever had. So, like, Monsters University, it made right. seven hundred million dollars. Like, it's it's a success, but like. Does anyone look, remember it? Let's That's the question. Yeah, it
0: just seems really let's forgotten. also say. To me. Not just because I didn't uh, see it in the first place. <laughs> the Good Dinosaur is infinitely better than Cars 2. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah, The Good Dinosaur is a, a mess, like, I, I but actually, it's a noble mess. Cars 2 is just a product, honestly.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it, but it's still like. I realize that, like, I have such high standards for Pixar as that movie's problem. <laughs> that movie has no problem. Yes. Like, it, I mean, it has problems, it has but it's not like. Problems. None of them are. Is, I mean, it does, but none of them are as bad as the fact that I just have sky-high expectations it's for it. Like, you can't, like, that's in that's terms more of Brave problems, it can't like, get brave over. Brave doesn't
2: have any like one thing that makes it terrible or anything, but it's just like... it's. Well, it's, there's it's a whole brave. other
3: slew of issues with Brave in production that we could get into. Well, same, the controversy with, same with Good there, Dinosaur. Like,
2: good Dinosaur and Brave are notably like, the most contentious, troublesome oh, yeah. projects that mm-hmm. Pixar ever made, and it kind of comes across.
0: Yeah. Well, I know, but I still I just don't think that, like, for instance, for Brave, like they leveraged the toy line and they did the same thing as cars. The good dinosaur doesn't have a toy line anywhere that you can see. I mean, I think that's the difference is that, you know, they they know it's bad. But to some extent, like Brave wasn't a box office success. But from like a marketing standpoint, it was pretty successful, especially Mm -hmm. like if you look around um, because they needed that kind of female young hero heroine at the time. Disney latched onto it and took off, and so oh, yeah, it came brave part of the Disney franchise. Machine. Yeah, exactly. But and, and, and yeah, you M- Merida as Disney... a,
2: you're right as a product as a character of Disney World now it's like kind of superseded the film
0: itself. Totally, exactly. Well, it goes, no, no, goes I definitely agree, to... and she got. Yeah, yeah, let's come back, let's come back get, around to Monsters University. Get us
3: back next. to the university, yeah. I think um, more than, and we'll get into the message um, right now, I think we're kind of talking about more of the superficial elements of the film, like the uh, college humor, kind of the things it was referencing outside of itself. I think um, what made it successful for me is just the level of craft, like the story itself, the montages, all love the montages, mm-hmm. the credit sequence, and it's just very well-structured
2: to me. That's yeah, I was surprised. rewatching this film, like the music really stuck with me. Like, uh, yeah, Randy Newman.
3: Along. I didn't know Randy Newman could do like a jazz montage like that.
2: That wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
3: Randy, Randy
1: Newman see... can do anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the thing about Randy Newman. Hi, I find Randy. is that I think regular people <laughs> think Randy Newman is a one talent hack, and like, but actual people who understand what he's doing, like Sarah, <laughs> who understand mm-hmm. like a deeper level. Yeah, truly appreciate him. And think he's well, a there's
0: apparently there's like there's not only like a Simpsons like there's a little bit part in Family Guy, American Dad, and uh, the Cleveland show about Randy Newman being a one talented hack. So yeah, totally. <laughs> Apparently, it's a it's a. Well, it's he like does an have a kind of like <laughs> signature tone that is what I
3: think you remember for yeah. him for like with <laughs> James Randy. and the Giant Peach or that mm-hmm. Toy Story yeah. opening, and that's what I actually associate with. But I mean, he did the Pleasantville soundtrack, and now that just comes to my mind. You know, it just doesn't.
0: I just don't well, remember. People people it. forget when he's not doing his thing and that's the thing yeah. is he, he it, it comes back to around to if you have a signature talent and skill like Pixar you're going to remember him for that thing when they don't do it you get like whoa what's going on which I think is Monsters University's issue to some extent. Uh, but I do have to come back and disagree with you about the plot structure. I think Monsters University is one of their more poorly structured films. Um, oh, yeah. I mean not ex- for, uh, and uh, and I mean that in d- a different sort of way. I'm not including good dinosaur. I'm not including like the truly like like the films like oh, assuming oh. that Assuming that Monsters University is a good film, it's one of their weaker structural films as compared to Toy Story, Toy Story 2, and like WALL-E, and some of their, like, to my mind, perfectly structured films, um, because it's weaker because it's trying to have these weird college rip-off joke moments, and it, but the whole overarching plot serves to a purpose. So there's an overarching plot right. that kind of fools you into thinking that the, that it's very am sh- I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not like saying that anything's bad, I'm saying I no, think the movie fools point, yeah. you into thinking that there's a really good structure going on when it's really just it's really just has these sequence of moments, especially once the scare I, games start. Yeah, no, I wanna talk about that because that was something
3: immediately after it, especially the post credit scene with that damn running gag with the snail. Yeah. Running, yeah. It uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. did not did not need to be there. <laughs> it was not <laughs> it clearly didn't not play. clearly it not play. as funny as they thought Thought it was it was like hold hold, held for laughs like a Seth MacFarlane joke out (laughs) out of Family Guy or something and it just wasn't. (laughs) Um, No, I think with um, with kind of referencing Animal House and like other college body like comedies like that I didn't actually think of that in that way. I just thought of more of um, in terms of the idea of college i guess it is that we have just presented by like films like that and just kind of the old school like ivy league sort of thing and it was pixar kind of taking that stereotype and just making gags out of it and that felt a lot more lowbrow for them than it needed to be like it's you know compared to something like in zootopia where there's um, just all these kind of you know jokes off to the side if you notice them it felt like right. that they were kind of stringing those along in this movie and right. giving them more like you said, these these moments that just had more focus than they really needed. When, like in the other moments when the plot was at the fore, yeah, it seemed like they, I I didn't understand why they needed those jokes, those
0: gags for it to work. I also filler. think the filler uh... is the word you're searching uh, for. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's that comes down to my core issue: is it's a great movie that has a lot of filler. Yeah. Well, I guess I I was able to forgive it, uh, you know, because the, some of the humor does work. Right. Really I forgive well. it too. No, no, no. I forgive it too. It's a great movie. With filler is yeah. what it is, and it's and it's weird to be like because you want to say hey this is a bad movie because it's got so much filler, but not not really because the existing what is there What's which is weird which is to true me because is they get the whole
3: the college stereotypes and that kind of thing just work some you know it's the same jokes that work sometimes and don't others like of the group. Like the um, what's the sorority they join the the fraternity that lives oh, in yeah, his yeah, mother's yeah. basement. Oh, that okay. got really Same old for joke. me. Yeah. Like, right, Kappa. <laughs> the most like losers and you know, they her mom. his mom comes down to do laundry during the initiation. He's like, Mom, that that got really old really quick <laughs> for me. Um,
0: I, I'm gonna point do a shout out here though to the older guy that was going back to college. I remember at the time thinking that that's awesome. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He and in, like, a way it's, like... Yeah. Exactly. Like, that was an ama- like there And there was some good... It was some... Re- it's it's Pixar, so, like, it's weird to be, like, watch all these recycled jokes along with, like, really good jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, a yeah. mixed bag of, like, them kind of putting in the effort, but not really. Like, they have a core idea, but it's, like, a 30-minute short idea almost. And so they're, like, mm-hmm. filling it with a bunch of other college humor crap. The other thing mm-hmm. I want to say is,
2: like, the, the cleverness where... It- that gets in the way for me is um, it's a very clever idea that you know they're going to say, I'm going to meet my best friend for the rest of my life. And it's actually Randall, who's of course the villain of Monsters Inc. Uh, one of right, the two right. main ones. And that's really clever. And that, <laughs> oh, see, he and Sully actually hate each other most of the time. But Randall comes across. But the problem is Randall never gets a good reason why he becomes mad. Like, he kind of gets beaten in a game, and so he's mad at Sullivan? Yeah. And then they take. Uh, we I just don't think we get they they try their best and they do enough times, but I just don't think there's a good enough shift from enemies to friends. It's just sort of like oh, okay, you're right, like you, you did win a few games, so I trust you it's now, a,
0: which it's a clever it's a clever reinterpretation of the original material, but you can tell there's plot holes. Like this was never envisioned to happen when they were making Monsters Inc. Yes, totally. Like right. that's 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 a hundred percent clear. And they they do their um,
2: best in terms of like any kind of prequel jokes aren't too crazy and too in your face. There's never a, a uh, he built C three po I disagree. Moment. I think they take it too far. Where do you think is like my my example is the he built C three P moment? <laughs> That's when I'm just like, fuck right. you. The right. W-
3: which one? Which moment? Uh, I
2: have a rant about uh, this. By in the way,
0: episode episode yeah. one. Oh, you yeah, in um, Star Wars, he means, right? When no, no, you no, really no, no, built C three P, and you're like, <laughs> oh, is it that interconnected, George Lucas? Fuck you, right? And I have a big thing because he should have built R
2: two D two. That makes way more sense. But anyways, I don't need to.
0: With the Force, and that explains R2-D2's, like, bullshit. Exactly. Which and you wanted other to thing, be a pilot, so why wouldn't he build an astromech droid? It's just...
2: Oh, it doesn't make any sense.
0: Anyways. Right. <laughs> and, and that's the other thing, is, like, when he's in the prequels, and he's like, R2-D2 just has, like, some special Force powers, which... It annoys me in episode seven that apparently R two D two still has some special okay. force powers to turn off. All right, we're done. We're done, guys, we're done. Back
3: to the intertextuality in this movie. That's a problem, and I think that is for me why it is. For her. <laughs> why it, sorry, someone, someone has to do it. Someone has to do it. Um, we appreciate um, you. For I think that's it, why Trevor. it bugs me though in this movie is that it is part of that sort of George Lucasy MCU trend. And it, it, that it's that's just there for like ah you see we we are nodding to this other movie that we also made, and it's just hey for, ho, ho yeah ho, and, and it just this. takes me out of it and it I do not find any when um uh the boss of um I'm watching you Mike Wazowski always. oh yeah that was bad yeah. That was bad. <laughs>
1: That was definitely either like a we know was this that, character. Was that
0: like a joke that everyone remembers? Because like yes. I didn't actually yes. remember that it yes. was a, It just seemed like I remember weird a lot of me. people quoting and
3: then, that. I do remember a lot of Everybody oh, quoted whatever. that
0: I, and did the impression, which is why I did it, because it's obligatory. It. But <laughs> and uh I had to go back and watch Monsters Inc. on T V the other day before I even remembered it was a thing from the first Monsters Inc., which also makes no sense in context. What? Like, uh, her thing and them not knowing that she's actually an agent and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: That's. Speaking of making no sense, that might be a good point to get into the Monsters Inc. uh, universe for me as a whole. I thought never. That's part of what, I guess, didn't make it as strong for me in the original is that, you know, it's kind of like a cute idea, and then, you know, it doesn't have to go farther than that and be as, like, deep as something like Zootopia, I guess, you know. more level is but um i mean it's it's better and it makes more sense than cars but like um i thought i was thinking about the world more in this movie i think maybe than in monsters inc just because like i mean what happens to the school after mike and sully go to monsters inc and change the way things are done does monsters become a comedy school or (laughs) all those textbooks get burned like (laughs) yeah it becomes a
2: comedy improv school the improv uh, yeah.
0: Basement I mean, becomes that, the. New, I hate to say it, Trevor, but that's all those some, people that's are out of jobs. Shit. The
3: economy collapses. <laughs> like, I can't no, help that's, it. Can that is some
0: can. seriously dark shit. No, <laughs> like no, yeah, the, the
2: monsters yeah, switch from one type of energy to another. That's a big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely. Yeah
0: well I mean like to be honest like if we switched off oil and like went to like let's say we made like you know a cheap form of electric power possible like you know America would cease to be a superpower like it would just happen because like our economy is based on such a part of it that it would collapse overnight like <laughs> yeah that's where like, it falls if there's... yeah you can't overthink these <laughs> things <Yeah>. too much <laughs> like especially a big I mean I, uh, I hate that I hate that term I hate saying let's not overthink it in in context well of I think duties. I can appreciate because, that because especially if know, it's pixel Pixar, Pixar rewards you for for true, right. it. Do you know what I mean? Like Pixar, Pixar gilds the lilies. Somewhat, well, that's why. Right? Were you, you talking movies. about the Pixar theory with the fan theory stuff? Or no, 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 no. I'm saying like I'm saying like le- less crazy than that, Trevor. Yeah, <laughs> less than that. Okay, that's well, like, the first less, thing that popped to my well, mind. Just,
2: just uh, even the theme. Uh, when I rewatched it, I realized the theme. Maybe I am elaborating more into it than they are, which is one thing I wanted to talk about. Which is oh yeah. yeah. The thing yeah, is, yeah. okay, so let's get to it because I know Sarah's Let's get into sorry. it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, so let's yeah. it's talk about what what actually happens. So this big thing I've always mentioned about Monsters University is so here's how it ends. At the end of the scare games, it's up to Mike to uh, basically do the simulation and basically get the highest score you could ever get on the hardest level. And throughout the whole movie he's been told he's just not scary. He can practice all he wants, but he's just not a scary monster when it comes down to it. So he goes in he goes to scare, and he gets the perfect score, and they win. He comes back later, and he does a little, like, uh, Hey, see you, kid. Boo. And the kid goes, bah! and gets a perfect score again. And he looks under it, and he finds out that Sully actually rigged it so that he would be on the easiest setting possible. So Mike, in a fit of rage, which I had forgotten. My memory just uh, forgot about this part. But uh, he goes into the real world, tries to scare a bunch of kids, completely fails... Uh, he and Mike... Uh, Mike comes in to help save him. They both scare a bunch of adults, which no one's Sully, ever done. Yeah. Sully. Uh, Sully. Sully, sorry, yeah. Sully comes in, and... Uh, yeah, 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 They scare a bunch of adults. They get to the back, but uh, Mike ultimately realizes that he is, in fact, not scary and never will be. And that's where I think the theme is, because I think what I, I ended up realizing is maybe the theme is more teamwork. What they were and ent- expecting. That, like, Sully and Mike need to work together as a team. Because what I didn't realize rewatching it was, okay... Um, Sullivan is like afraid that he's not good enough and living up to a family legacy and that he doesn't have the capacity that part doesn't work as well as Mike yeah. having a much yeah. more interesting arc and why I focused on it more this time and why mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's way more interesting than perhaps the teamwork metaphor they going for which is that he says straight up I'm not special and later I'm okay with just being okay <laughs> Those are lines that are way more impactful to yeah. me than sort of the actual. I, theme I hate this.
0: I mean, it. I I understand the teamwork thing, Ben. Like, Mike's I think that's what they wanted to go for. There.
2: But there's a deeper but theme in there. They
0: lean. You can tell, like, they lean into the Mike arc. Like, Mike and Mike is the is the you know the point of the story oh, yeah. whereas starting, the first one like starts. sully sully is way more the point of the story mm. in the first one and has the pov and mike in the second one is pov ultimately totally. and they lean into that story and i think I, I i like i don't disagree that they like you know teamwork is the obvious moral here um which what they put on paper but the background moral is definitely there but i don't know how you pitch that to pitch that to a, an executive i just right well that's why i think at that the that end they executive. go like, like
2: uh <laughs> you you you're great at like uh Planning things, you know what I mean? And that's a good thing, too. I think that's the thing, that's what I liked about this movie, honestly, is that I like the idea of telling people that there is a point in college <laughs> where you have to realize that you may not, no matter how hard you work, no matter how much you try, you just may not have the natural talent to do what you want. But that's okay. It doesn't mean you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even mean you can't work in the facility. As we saw at the end in a nice you know, little montage, it's like they go to the mail room and they're such hard workers that eventually they get to the scare floor. Uh, faster than anybody.
1: Exactly. And uh mm. I love that little montage at the end like it's so short but it's such an important part of the movie like they flunk out of scare school or not flunk but they get expelled. And um you know they start at the bottom in the right company just doing, you know, very menial jobs but you know with hard work and effort in a few years they rise to the top and they're the most famous scare team in the monster world and that gives hope to people who maybe you know did get the major they wanted and did you know get through college and did well but then don't exactly get the position they want right away you do have to start at the bottom and you do have to work your way up sometimes but it's encouraging
3: i um i see the point of that but I do kind of disagree because a lot of times that we've talked about this movie, it's I feel like it's been more in the vein of Mike just his line looking at the legs as well. I'm not special, and yes. uh, the way Ben, yeah. like, honestly, that you kind of had pitched it to me, like since I had watched it and I'd kind of forgotten, um, was just extremely subversive of the whole. No, dizzy, when I rewatched it, it was like, way less subversive than I remembered. It
2: was definitely way less subversive than I remembered. Totally. Right. Well, that is, I mean, the, the, the ending for
3: me, for me does kind of bring that problem back up because they are still really special about it. You know, we know that we're they're going to go on to change the way the industry even works. And I think the idea, I, I don't know, there is something just very hopeful, but maybe un, still a little unrealistically kind of protestant work ethic american like pursuit of happiness but they're not
0: they're not special because of the reasons they thought they're special like there's a difference between that like there's just pure dumb stupidity is like why they win in monsters inc to be is, is the damn odd reason and that's the comes back around to the whole point sullivan sully gets what he wants and that's the thing is the res, is the end of sully's line puts him pretty much in perfect and he gets everything that he wants and mike doesn't and Mike has to accept that, and that happens. That happens on screen. He goes, "I'm okay with being okay." And well, yeah, but immediately
3: and- afterwards, Sully catches him on the bus and says, "No, you're amazing. You are amazing at doing this thing."
0: No, so I don't really. A- no, he's saying that. Like, it, I mean, that a that's just Sully being a good guy, and that's the end of Sully's arc is more important. But that I do. I still think it doesn't hurt like Mike's arc because he is amazing at being okay.
3: I disagree. I think he's amazing at, at being part of a team and that he is really... The, the movie kind <clears> of <throat> says, like, you're not good at what you thought you were good at, but you're really good at something
2: else. Which I think well, is no, also... I think, the, I think I it's, think it's the part movie... of my theme, too. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying it's just that subversive. I, I hope it wasn't saying it's so subversive that it's just saying that some people are average and bad at everything. Um, which could be true.
0: <laughs> but some people are. <laughs> but some people are.
2: <laughs> but some people are. But, uh, some particularly in <laughs> college, I think... Uh, right, which... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think especially in college that, <laughs> that is the time where you have to you, you relearn. I mean so many people I know go to college and are like I was going to be a history major and ended up being an engineer it's going to be an engineer but I ended up being a music major or whatever mm-hmm. like that is the time where you you go in with that idea of what you think you want and you come out like understanding yourself a lot better hopefully um, that that's mm-hmm. like sort of the best thing about college can do and uh, that happened to me like I just was like I like movies and shows and I don't know something and then i went there and i was like oh i or really like out editing. With a
0: degree in an alcoholism problem yeah. but then yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I was to say,
3: <laughs> i want to keep it real and say that i uh have my own my my experience with uh higher education may not have been as positive and that may be something i'm <clears throat> taking with that's me into a film like this
2: that's fair and especially with the college right, think, movie I, there's I, very I, few uh, that end up being like fuck college you know? let's
0: let's let's be honest with this too like <clears throat> the, I think the themes are there but all three of us all four of us I, yeah all four of us yeah sorry Ben I didn't mean to cause you're a year old you were a year ahead of us but you you graduated like right when this movie came out and so did we and we were all dealing with issues of college yeah, and like right what college may or may graduated. not have given us yeah. yeah exactly and we it was the year we graduated um, and we were all having those feelings so to say that we were the class inclined to to read negatively to read the negative points in this movie I think like we had superpowers in terms of negatively getting those points out of this movie and I agree with you on a second watch like they're not quite as apparent to me now that I'm like more well adjusted in life I think it's the perfect example of uh,
2: of going into a movie with with no expectations and Mm -hmm. I think you know you are just sitting there going it's it's an alright fun if forgettable um you know, kidified version of these college movie tropes. They're gonna do the thing at the end, but you're still sitting there going, "Like, wait, how does Mike? Isn't Mike fail? He has to fail somehow because we know right. he's his sidekick. So there must be some reason." But maybe exactly. it be
0: no. That's that, and, and that's, that's why it has to a, kind a of little little be there
2: bit, too. Like you wonder if like yeah. this was just a, it's
0: done well if this is, because it's done with like a little like a Shakespearean little did he know setup, and that's the thing. Is right, like, the audience knows from the beginning, and it's a it's an ingenious setup because it kind of I think that's the other thing is it pulls in your back of the mind. And he's like you know he fails, like you know he's happy in the future, but he's not going to be the thing he's so desperate to be, which his whole being is bent on. And I think that's the big thing is like don't. Bend your being to the idea of what you want to be. Be flexible. I think I think the biggest core here is, like, is suggesting be flexible yes. to find your real talent. Is It's that. And that, I think that's the second viewing. I was like, okay, it's not dark. And that's the thing. is like on the first time around, it felt very, very dark to me. The second time, I was like, they're really just saying be flexible when you're in college and don't be an idiot and, like, bend your whole being to one pursuit that you could very possibly be bad about. Yes.
2: Yes. Absolutely.
0: Which is, a so, which is an, an infinitely more reasonable um, thing to put in a kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if not as subversive as I once thought, yes.
0: I agree. I agree. It's not subversive. It's not, and I think that It's still a good theme, just, and I do
2: think the uh, I'm not special thing that we're trying to... The, the specialness isn't exactly what we, you know, the, there's kind of a move away from that in kids' films, I feel like, and there's an idea of, like, there, you can be special, but you can also be different things. You know what I mean? And the, I think yeah. they are starting to have a backlash to that, where people, you know, when you give up your whole life saying like, "Oh, you're going to be the greatest football player ever," I'm like because you're such a good football no, player, not. and then you're like, yeah, "No, are not,", not. <laughs> and you probably need to <laughs> accept that. And, and I think you know, you just see too many stories of people being like, uh, "I just tried everything, and I failed." Well, you could probably still be happy in a billion other careers, you know, but you might be better at. It.
0: I think yeah. I, can, I can. Monsters, you made 250 million more than Cars 2 did
2: crazy
0: i think yeah. people like them no yeah monsters
2: i think it's also just like a very uh, marketable like uh, series you know with just so
3: many I, characters yeah i stuff. agree
0: it did very well, well oh cars, cars is all merchandising guys packed. that's the
3: reason that movie was
0: made oh yeah, oh, oh, yeah. yeah i'm <laughs> sure i'm sure cars i mean that's the thing is you talk about like japanese anime and it's like they make their money off the products like the anime is literally most of the time made at a loss which is depressing when you think about it oh really that's <laughs> interesting No, anime is almost universally made at a loss. But does Pixar have the same excuse? Uh, No, Pixar actually makes money, so it works better out in the West. (laughs) Uh, Too bad Leica can't sell a lot of those Kubo merchandising things and keep them in business.
3: (laughs) But I do think um, you bring up a good point um, with this being a sequel and... Us having <coughs> knowing where Mike is going from the beginning, not matching like his kind of what it, what his journey of the movie looks like it's going to be the, uh, you know and I, I think man i just I really love that opening credit sequence, I think it does a great idea of uh, just a great job of building that up
0: well, it shows it shows an amazing like it shows you kind of what happens in childhood um I mean, it shows you what happens in childhood, like, you know, a lot of times with the reason like why we go places and like decide on what we want to be, it's because we become enamored of a thing. Um, you know, Hero Academy has a great opening like this too, where you know he watches this YouTube video continuously of like his hero, and then he turns out to have no superpowers. And it, oh, this is—I have to explain way more about Hero Academy to make this analogy. <laughs> that's okay. Sense. I got. I got. Um, I can jump in you, with an example of what you're talking <laughs> about. Um, <something> I, <laughs> I just, mean, the funny I, thing or, is that I would probably, in the context of explaining Hero Academy, use Monsters University to explain it. <laughs> <So laughs> <laughs> it would be terrible. Um, but no, but that's it's is, all about is, that ball cap yeah, that he gets that moment. it is that incinerated that when he fucks somebody up somebody he looks up to um tells him like he can be that because it's the thing we're supposed to teach kids right and he and takes that ball it, cap around with him like a
3: talisman yeah, of that and then he loses it in the course it demonizes of, it
0: it demonizes i think the movie does no no, no demonize, but i mean he literally
3: like, he literally loses, loses the ball cap it gets incinerated yeah on the yeah, door yeah, explodes. Yeah, yeah 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 and there's he, that he great yeah, shot loses, of him looking back at it like
0: he's fine he's yeah I mean, he can always go buy there one go for 150 dreams. bucks at the school store. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. but the, the whole the whole <laughs> thing like that. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and do scores and wrap this up, guys. But I did, I did want to say one final note um, for me about it is that um, I do think it demonizes, like, telling children that you can do anything, you know, because you can't. And I think... That expectation is, is a hard pill to swallow later on, especially for the kids who take that seriously.
2: I mean yeah, that is mm-hmm. the part where I still say it is subversive, it's like every single bullet no, every I, single thing is no, is I, I right. Agree. Like that is pretty yeah. dark.
0: It's dark and subversive. And and good god, when they're when they when they put them in the class where they're making the tanks. Oh god. Jesus. That was dark. That was so depressing. <laughs> that was so dark. That is one of the
2: funniest dark jokes where he goes uh, he goes everyone thinks a can is a meaningless life that will lead nowhere. Open your textbooks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a great dark joke. It was, and it's just, it's just in service, like it's a, like they put it as a one-off joke, but they're really like just hitting you in the nuts there, or at least yeah. when I was watching it, I thought, who so. was that that talent? I feel like whoever that was, they brought him in just for that one line. <laughs> I think so as well. <laughs> this would be like the Ferris Bueller guy. Who was it? Bueller. Bueller? <laughs> uh-huh. B- Bueller. All right, let's do scores. Um, Sarah, what do you score, Monsters University?
1: I am. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think I'll score it a seven. I, uh, it's a good mm-hmm. movie. It's got, you know, the great message that we've been talking about this whole time. Um, I did notice that it was, you know, pretty choppy, like we talked about earlier, just in terms of mm-hmm. the plot and maybe editing, I guess. Like, I can tell you about the distinct things that happen in the film. But I couldn't tell you necessarily how they got to each point. It's just, oh, I remember the library scene. Oh, I remember the pink spiky balls. Mm. But that's you know, about it. Um, Got it. So yes, seven.
0: And uh, Ben, what do you give it? I don't
1: know.
2: I guess I'll give it a seven as well. I would probably say 6.5 but that that little D adds a little bit extra. Nice little extra spice Mm -hmm. to it. Um... Yeah, it's, it's a solid film. It's, uh, you know, again, it's a Pixar thing of, like, it, it, it does a lot of things better than most films, but it's also a Pixar film, and so, you know, you kind of rate it differently. But I think, I agree, the plot is a little bit thin. I don't think the characters work as well. I think, while the, you're right, it's a weird thing where, like, the filler scenes, like, all the scare game stuff is fun and interesting. It doesn't advance the plot at all. So it's just, like, these, right. these moments. They could have been done in a montage as they do later, anyways. So it's like, a, uh, it's a, it is like this weird, like nice filler. Um, but I think it's interesting enough, and it's a film that I think is has enough of a good theme, even if it isn't as subversive as I remember. I still defend that the theme is, is interesting and worth people watching. So I'll definitely say seven. Oh no. I... And uh, Peter just yeah, wanted to I'll say that my... uh, he couldn't be with us today, but he wanted to
0: give it a seven point five. A uh, nine point five. Seven point five. Jesus, seven point five. I was about to say Jesus. <laughs> Almost Peter. Perfect <laughs> score raising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seven point five though. That's uh that's low for Peter. I was wondering about that. Um, Trevor, you're up next. I'm gonna give it a seven as well. Um, I think
3: uh. The point's been pretty well covered. Um, the only thing I have to say in addition to uh, why I th- I think it's uh, really good is just two words.
0: Those are uh, Helen Mirren. Yes. Uh, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Oh God. Great good good oh choice. God. Uh I'm gonna be the outlier a little bit here and I'm gonna say this is an eight this is an eight for me, a very wow. solid eight. Wow. Um, I, no, I like I love this movie and I think it comes back around to the fact that um what, like I know we, we're saying it's less subversive and that we were particularly primed to be hit by this movie, and I agree to that. I think that's still to the day, like I'll never forget I'll never forget, like walking out of that movie, kind of like a little bit shell shocked, yes. and kind of like, like I, like I wasn't like, ready. Like for there, it. I left the movie and saw it with Katie, and literally we went to dinner, and there was like ringing in my ears, <laughs> and I'll never forget that. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm dead serious, guys. Like this, this mo- and that's the thing is, like there's, there's a force and power for a movie that hits you at the right time, you know? Absolutely, um, totally, and Absolutely. Like for instance, like you know, you can go watch Kurosawa all you want, and I can admit to him being infinitely better but damn he's never he's never hit me like uh, like monster's university <laughs> hit me hard so which is i mean and that's not fair on a on a score uh stamp from a score standpoint but i think i think it's there i think that the message is intentionally there um and the second time around it kind of confirmed it for me that it was there um i think ben i disagree with you and then i think it's actually still super subversive i think specifically the opening part and specifically talking about like um, like how the people are coming in and how and like how he kind of comes in and tries to drive him um, towards a life that he's not suited for, and saying that this is a thing that grown because again it never blames Mike no. for his thing. It blames adults and it blames college and it it goes that's after the point. right. Yeah, I think that yeah, no thing. One ever, that's... one's ever
2: supportive of him and say hey you know maybe you can you don't need to you know what I mean like, yeah he
0: doesn't have a good college advisor character like that never comes no. up and I also and, like, appreciate this, this that movie... there's
2: not really one villain particularly even Dean Hardcastle and, and Randall and the, I mean the Roar guys are maybe the biggest dicks but they're more dicks yeah. than like straight up not, villains
0: not really they're just stupid dicks yeah like, exactly not, you know just, get out of here you dick are more pitiable than they are hateful yeah. Totally, totally. which is which is the whole point because they're in the same sort of system and, and it definitely has like for me it was just like it was having someone else saying you know at that time of my life it's like you're not wrong there is something there is something from a perspective that is very messed up about college and about the way we go about and in, in the west um teaching kids to do things and the way that we're, that our culture kind of puts us forward right now and i think it's still in there um, I think it's definitely more hidden to me now, and I'm curious to if I go back and watch it in 10 years to see if it's, it's I can't see it anymore, which is an interesting viewpoint for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> but for right now, yeah, I think a, an eight, I think it's a really, really good movie, and that brings our scores up to a 7.3, which I'm going to round up to a 7.5 for Monsters University. That's a hard recommendation from the Movie Gang Podcast. Yeah. If you like the Movie Gang Podcast. You like the dudes, you like Ben, you like Trevor, you like Sarah, you like myself, you also like Peter who somehow still managed to get his score onto this damn cast. <laughs> you're going to go over to tuscanshed.com. That's the Tuscan Shed media network where you're going to check out all our other podcasts. You can go see if you like games, you can go see the Say Point game cast. If you like uh, Star Trek, you can go uh, do our watch along series, a Geek Space 9, which uh, you know, if you can't figure out what it's what Star Trek series it's watching along to, <laughs> Uh, you don't need to go look it up um, <laughs> if you, you can also if you like if you like uh, Game of Thrones you can go do our other watch long series a feast for Bros we don't just watch along we watch a lot of other things as well we like anime so we do Animania, which is our anime watch series where we're gonna go and uh, over the next couple of weeks review some upcoming anime content that's gonna be um, coming out over the course and again this is an evergreen episode so I probably shouldn't tell people what's currently going on <laughs> <laughs> shocker if you didn't realize till now um, I will always have more content content we will always have more content also head on over to the tuscan sheds uh, backslash blog we can check out all our articles that we that we uh, shoot around about uh, movies anime and uh, pop culture check it out guys that's tuscan shed media network at tuscanshed.com thanks for listening